Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get it going on the PHNX Cardinals podcast. Thank you for joining us. Of course, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five-star review. I'm Bo Brock. No Johnny Venerable today. He'll be back with us when we do our preview show on Friday. I am going to be joined in a little bit by our colleague Howard Balzer. has been around the NFL for over 40 years. He has a fascinating story about the last time that the Arizona Cardinals won a game in Minnesota against the Vikings. Because if you don't know, they haven't won since 1977 in Minnesota. It's been 45 bleeping years since they won a game in the state of Minnesota. It's absolutely absurd. He's got some insight on that, plus a crazy story involving a ton of Arizona Cardinals or Cardinals Ring of Honor members that date back to that game. And it was a wild game. You don't want to miss that. So uh, make sure you stick around. I was out of practice today. Arizona Cardinals gearing up for their game against the 5-1 and one Minnesota Vikings. No DJ Humphreys getting a little concerned now that he's been out back-to-back practices with a back injury. You know, he's been so steady at the left tackle position. We'll see what his status is. Final injury report of the week come out Friday afternoon. Uh, you know, you got to assume maybe Josh Jones will slide right in there. And then Rodney Hudson, you know, no shocker to anybody, continues to have a tough time getting even on the practice field, dealing with the knee. He's had a wanky knee ever since, you know, he he was kind of trying to decide whether or not he was going to retire back in uh, in July leading up to preseason. And he ultimately made the decision to, to return to the Cardinals and has had a, a bit of an uneven season even when he's been on the playing field. So, you know, if you look at the Arizona Cardinals official depth chart, and I was checking it out today, and they, they – Rarely make any changes. They don't really have to. But, you know, Justin Pugh, obviously on the IR, season-ending ACL injury. Cody Ford is, is officially your starting left guard for the Arizona Cardinals. So there's no questions there. A guy kind of thrown to the flames just uh, days after being activated from the IR last week on Thursday Night Football. And then you have Billy Price, who's who's gone from being signed off the streets, former first-round pick of the Bengals a couple of years ago, played for the Giants last year, and then was picked up from the Cardinals as a, as a street-free agent a couple weeks ago, has made his way up the depth chart, pushed Sean Harlow from backup center to third string, while Rodney Hudson is still the starter on the depth chart. But if he can't go again, it's going to be another start for a guy like Billy Price. So you look at that offensive line against just a stout front seven and a ferocious pass rush that's coming at him in uh, week eight uh, from the Minnesota Vikings and Daniil Hunter and, and uh, Darius Smith. 
you know, that's that's pretty daunting if you're not going to have your left tackle and, and be down to two tackles and Josh Jones and Kelvin Beecham. We'll get into some matchups. I'm really fascinated to see the top three matchups of this game coming up on Sunday here on PHNX Cardinals. But, you know, more takeaways from practice. Trayvon Mullen was another full participant out there on the practice field. He really seems like he's trending towards playing. So the Arizona Cardinals could potentially have four NFL caliber cornerbacks. You know, Byron Murphy playing at a high level. Marco Wilson's game's trending in the right direction. Antonio Hamilton, his first career pick. He's ready to go for a third straight week. So it's exciting this team getting healthier. And then you've got your uh, one of the leaders of your defense, no question about it, despite having his first child on Sunday, J.J. Watt was out there. And it's kind of funny to see J.J. Watt, you know, a hoodie season, but if anybody had any questions, is in full effect for the Arizona Cardinals. A bunch of players were wearing hoodies under their practice jersey. But J.J. Watt looked like somebody who uh, he had to use, like, the spare shorts uh, gym shorts in PE. Like he just looked like completely not as put together as, as you expect JJ Watt, who's ready for pretty much for any situation. Uh, he looked like he was struggling just to, to make it to, to the facility on Thursday and, and had like these big baggy, like sweat shorts. And he had his hoodie underneath the Jersey did not look like the number 99 that we we're all used to seeing, but he's out there. He's still practicing as hard as usual, still kind of leading the guys as far as the defensive line unit. But uh, it's kind of funny. He's, he's probably just trying to keep his life together as he's, he's just beginning the first stages of fatherhood. We heard from him in the locker room and he's somebody asked him the question, you know, who, who's going to be the favorite uncle in, in the, in the Watt family, because obviously JJ's brother, TJ Watt, the NFL's defensive player of the year, he's on IR currently. And then his fullback brother, Derek Watt, uh, both, he said, that's, that's a tough question. They're both in the running. Uh, TJ is going to come visit him as he continues to make his way from, from back from an injury. But uh, it's the latest as far as Cardinals practice goes, you, you do have two running backs that are, that are, potentially going to play come Sunday and, and James Connery, he was out there in a limited capacity. Again, I got to imagine he's, he's got to be close to being to playing cliffs told us earlier this week, you know, cliff Kingsbury said he's, he's going to be a game time and they'll see how this week goes, but you have to imagine James Connors close. And, and then Daryl Williams coming off a knee injury. Uh, we'll, we'll see what his, if he's healthy enough to go, you know, do they want to, how, how do they want to kind of, Worked that running back room, which was fantastic in week seven against the Saints. You, you, have, you, you loved what you saw from Eno Benjamin over 90 yards rushing, you know, caught the ball of the backfield, was great in pass pro, had the touchdown. And then Keontae Ingram, who had his first career touchdown as well, was great, you know, made some plays in the passing game and, and was solid in, in short yarded situations. So, how, how they're going to approach that running back game, maybe they ease James Conner back in, but if he's going to be in the lineup, he's going to be RB1. And then you know, will probably assume, I think, a bigger role, but, um, you know, not not the the bell cow like we saw the last couple of weeks from Ener Benjamin for the Arizona Cardinals. But uh, it's it's really going to be interesting. I mean, this team continue. Sure, you know, injuries, you've got them here and there on the offensive line, but for the most part, this team, especially to week one of this season, where it was very frustrating after a country club-esque, you know, training camp and preseason, they weren't healthy. Now it seems like they're, they're getting a bunch of their dogs back. And you know, especially with DeAndre Hopkins, they should have a really good shot as three and a half point dogs on the road, take on this Vikings team at five one who, and we'll get into this in a, in a little bit really hasn't played anyone. Uh, did, did you know four peak four peaks used to be 
a Vikings bar, which is which is weird. And, and now they're embracing the great state of Arizona as as their own. Obviously, it's it's one of Arizona's greatest breweries. Uh, you got to check out Four Peaks on Friday night. It's the Yotes play their inaugural home game at Mullet Arena, and you got to join the PHNX Coyotes crew at Four Peaks for the tailgate watch party. It's free to enter. You can enjoy $3 beer specials, watch the game on a 20-foot jumbo screen, and register through the link in our show notes. Also, hook yourself up with some discounted beer, $15 for a 24-pack of the Fall Variety Pack. This Saturday, only at Four Peaks, Wilson's Tasting Room on Wilson Street in Tempe. It's kind of by the Cards facility, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. You can get there. The first 50 people will get that free Oktoberfest that we were showing you when we were doing our broadcast from Four Peaks. Love to hang out there at the H Street Brewery. Got to be 21 years or older to enjoy that fall variety pack or any of the Four Peaks beer. And, of course, you got to enjoy it responsibly. Also got to tell you about OGs. OGs is absolutely just changing the game. Obviously, OGs known for flavoring life. They're now flavoring dreams with their sleep edition gummy. It's aquaberry flavor. It's delicious and it's effective. It's flavoring dreams with their two to one THC to CBN ratio. And it's helping you fall and stay asleep. That's what the CBN does. It's the compound that helps specifically with falling and staying asleep. Highly recommend you check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and Instagram at ogsbrands. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands on Insta and .com to find them on the web. Find out more about their great products. Find their products at your local dispensary. Got to be 21 years or older to purchase. As promised, I told you there was a crazy story that went into the last time this Arizona Cardinals team beat the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. It was 45 years ago, 1977. A lot has changed since the last time the Arizona Cardinals went into Minnesota and came home with a W. I bring on my colleague here at gophnx.com, Howard Balzer, who's been around the game of football well, all his life, but professionally over 40 years. So, Howard, does this did the Cardinals last win in Minnesota predate your professional writing career? Uh, no, it doesn't, actually. Uh, I had started just a few years uh, before that. It did predate by about two months my relocation to St. Louis. In fact, I was talking about this story. I was talking to some former Cardinals that, of course, I've known over the years. And so they were asking me, why you remember all that. I said, no, I don't remember it. I wasn't in St. Louis at the time because I moved there in January of 78. And this game happened in November of 77. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, you know, pr- pretty wild. Uh, what what happened 45 years ago. And the people I talked to, most of them had no recollection of this game at all, which I guess is understandable when it's 45 years ago. And almost, by the way, Bo, 45 years to the day, almost. The date was November 6th. And here this game will be played, of course, on October 30th. So really, and the other other coincidence about it is, the way the calendar set up is all the games that year on Sundays were the same date as this year's Sunday games. It it is... It's wild. And, and I have to maybe just kind of set this up. I mean, Howard and I are covering the Cardinals every day. We're out at practice and, you know, we have we're, we're given a window where we can watch this team practice and then we're kind of escorted off the field and we have some downtime. And, and Howard just tells me this this crazy story that's happened within the last 48 hours is you dig, did some de- uh, digging into the last win against the Vikings in Minnesota. So let 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 our PHNX Cardinals 
listeners uh, on this audio audio only version of the podcast kind of into what you've gone through the last couple of days, putting together your upcoming story on gophnx.com. Yeah, it it was really, really interesting because as you've gotten to know, something, something will trigger me to look something up just to see if there might be something interesting about it. And sometimes there isn't. In this case, I saw the other day that the Cardinals' last win in Minneapolis was in 1977. And so my first thought was, well, let me see, 77? That was the last year that Don Coriel coached the St. Louis Cardinals. And there's a lot of side stories. You probably don't have time to get in here on that. But, you know, he's a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, finally, for the class of 2023. But the three years prior to that, the Cardinals were 31 and 11 the previous three years. And Coriel came there, had a bad season his first year, and then they just took off. And they called them the Cardiac Cardinals. I mean, they'd come from behind, and, and Jim Hart was the quarterback, and they were just doing tremendous things. This particular season in 77, and I, I remembered it when it hit me, that this was a season where they got off to a great start and were 7-3, and three, and a whole bunch of injuries hit, and Terry Metcalf, one of the Cardinals running backs, was in a contract dispute with former owner uh, Bill Bidwell, who passed a couple of years ago, and they had some horrible injuries. And after being 7-3, and three, they lost their last four games to finish 7-7, seven and seven, obviously out of the playoffs. There was only one wild card team in each conference then. Yeah. And, and, and then Coriel departed after the season. And so all those stories came to my mind. And so I said, well, you know what? I wonder if anything kind of crazy happened in that game that they beat Minnesota. And normally you might see, you might see a game and you say, Oh, you look it up. He's okay. It was just a kind of a run of the mill game. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I go look up this game and the Cardinals won 27 to seven and they dominated the Vikings in this game. And remember now we're talking about air Coriel, right? That was what he was known as. So I'm thinking, Oh, I'm going to see all these passing yards. Jim Hart only threw 14 passes in the game, completed 10 for 143 yards, and the Cardinals ran 51 times for 316 yards in the game. Metcalf, who I just mentioned, had 83, and a guy who a lot of Cardinal fans, even from back in the day, probably don't remember much, a guy named Wayne Morris, who rushed for 182 yards in that game. So the Cardinals had three interceptions, one of them by Roger Worley, who lives in Phoenix now and is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And so I figured, you know what? I know a lot of these guys. i got to call them up and see if they remember anything about this game. Yeah. Oh, Roger. Oh, geez, I'm I'm sorry, man. I I don't remember anything about that one. (laughs) And then I I called Jackie Smith, uh, also in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He played in that game. Good to hear from me, but no, I don't remember anything about it. Mel Gray, wide receiver. No, no, No recollection at all. So I'm figuring, oh, well, I'll have a nice little story. Then I called Dan Deardorff, the great right tackle, who's also in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And, of course, Deardorff, when you go to State Farm Stadium, Deardorff, <laughs> Worley, and Jim Hart are in the ring of honor in State Farm Stadium. It's like looking up at State Farm Stadium and seeing that ring of honor. You, you, all these names, it, it's starting to kind of come to life here just with this story alone. It, it does. Now, Jackie Smith is the only Cardinals Hall of Famer, Cardinals-related Hall of Famer, who played most of their career with with the Cardinals, who isn't in the Ring of Honor. That's a, that's a story for another day of why he's not in the Ring of Honor. But so in any event, 
I called Dan Deardorff. Don't get him. Leave a message. I said, Dan, I've gone 0 for 3. You probably won't have much to remember about this particular game, but I figured I'd take a shot. He calls me back, and he says, Howard, I remember that game, but it's not for any – because I mentioned some of the stats and all that stuff. Yeah. So I remember that game, but not for the reason you think. And he says to me, did Jim Hart have an interception in that game? So I said, well, yeah, he actually had three. So he goes, well, on one of them, there's an interception. Mel Gray, a wide receiver, makes the tackle pretty quickly. It was a guy, Scott Studwell, of the Vikings, who was a linebacker. Great and, name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and Dan said he, he tackled him very fast. And I looked it up. It was a four-yard return. And plays over. Everything stops. Players are leaving the field. You know, our defense, you know, is, is, uh, is coming on the field. And all of a sudden, from 20 yards away, Matt Blair comes running at me full speed. And I'm going, what is this guy doing? I saw him. I'm standing there. And I'm saying, he's not going to hit me, is he? And like a crazy person, I just stood there thinking, well, nothing's going to happen out of this. And he said, Matt Blair T-boned me, T-boned me, and broke my jaw in two places. And from there, the story gets even crazier. He goes, yeah. over, he goes over to the sideline, and Jim Hannafin, uh, the great offensive line coach of the Cardinals, who was a head coach uh, for, for, a, for a period of time, says, what's, what's the matter, man? What's going on? And he, and he said, before I could say anything, I spit blood on his shoe. Oh, my God. <laughs> so was he, was he flagged up or just a different no. age of football? Yeah. Yeah, different age. No flag. No penalty flag. Now, I don't know. Maybe the official didn't see it. I don't know how far, <laughs> don't know how far away it was. Uh, from you know, from uh, uh, from the play that actually happened, right. it was interesting because when I did contact Jim Hart after a while, I got a, I got a. Because here's another interesting thing: Jim Hart mm-hmm. and Dan Deardorff were the best of friends for mm-hmm. all the years and even after their careers, and owned a restaurant together in St. Louis, a steakhouse called Deardorff and Hart's, very original, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so I figured well, I got to call Jim, right? He's got to remember this. Right. So I call him and we're talking and I'm giving him all these numbers. He says, Howard, I don't remember any of that. He said, but I remember the game because I felt responsible for him breaking his jaw. I was distraught over it. Yeah. It was my interception that led to that play happening. And so, but some of the other things that Dan told me after, after the stuff that happened afterward, I mean, here's mm-hmm. the thing that, that happened. The Cardinals moved to five and three in that game. So they played eight games. There were eight games left in the season. He only missed two games of the final eight, playing with a broken jaw, which, by the way, if people want to Google Dan Deardorff Jaw Hall of Fame, his helmet that they fashioned for him with this face mask that almost covered his entire face. Right. It, it went below his jaw, right? Yeah, it, was, it was almost exactly. down to his neck. It was, yeah. it, it's in it's the Hall of, It's on display in the Hall of Fame. So it's, it's just a, a remarkable story. And the first thing I thought of, is that boy? I know that the the the, the, car, the team has done these things in the past called cardinal folk tales with mm-hmm. different things that have happened. And I said this should be a cardinal's folktale. Yeah. It, it, it is a pretty incredible story. It, it's crazy. I mean, the the losing streak. You know, to drop their their last ten. You know, dating back. Uh, you know, to the eighties as far as not being able to win in in Minnesota it is unbelievable but then to go way back and and have this game that almost like nobody remembers but then some just key members and faces of this franchise remember very well and you able to kind of 
uh, open up, kind of unlock some some forgotten memories by those guys is is really unbelievable. Can't wait to see it on gophnx.com. That's coming up as well as your what to watch for for this game come Sunday. Uh, since I have you on, I mean, DJ Humphreys, I mentioned he, he's out. You know, he's been uh, – he's not out, officially out, but he's been out the last two practices for the Cardinals. I mean, with this pass rush coming up, Daniil Hunter and, and Zadarius Smith, I mean – for the first time, the edges of the offensive line, the tackle position, have become a bit of a concern here in the last couple of days. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And most of the issues on the line for, for this season so far have been pretty much on the interior, yeah. at left guard and center, with Rodney Hudson being out, then Sean Harlow replaced him, then they played Billy Price against the Saints and did a nice job, and then with Justin Pugh in and out of the lineup, now done for good, uh, they – And then Max Garcia, they didn't want to play uh, Cody Ford that much last week because he was just coming back from IR and basically had no practice. And then Max Garcia gets hurt on top of anything. So that's really, like you said, that's where most of the issues have have, Mm -hmm. have been. You know, Kelvin Beecham has been there all along. He's had some, you know, some negative moments, as all guys do. But he's been there every snap for the season. And, and, And so is Humphreys, except for a couple here and there. If he can't play, that that could be Josh Jones. Uh, being on the field, which would make from center to left to left tackle, pretty much all different guys that you that you expected to be there at the mm-hmm. start of the season. And like you said, the protection, being able to do the things that you want to be able to do in the offense, it all starts with the offensive line. And I say that all the time. I know it probably gets boring to people, but you know, everyone blames the quarterback or blames this or blames that. Yeah. But I've always said this, Bo, that if a team's a struggle on offense, for the most part most of the time that can be traced to issues on the offensive line. No doubt about it. Excited to see some of these matchups. I'm going to talk about it here in just a bit, but the Coriel, it seemed like he was establishing himself as the Cliff Kingsbury that season <laughs> that we all know about Cliff Kingsbury and their teams not being able to finish strong, but you know, the air raid kind of having a pivot to to that run offense at that point. Uh, some comps there a little bit, but it probably ends there as far as uh, that lone season, final season for Coriel, but really interesting stuff. Howard, thank you so much. Make sure you're going to go phnx.com, signing up using the code Howard, and you will, uh, you're going to read the fantastic work of the, of, of Howard Balzers, who's been covering the game for over 40 years. And we are absolutely just uh, pleased that he is a part of our crew here at phnx Cardinals. Appreciate it. And believe me, Bo, for those who read this story, I haven't talked about the really cool stuff that, that Deirdre told me, the stuff that happened, you know, afterward. And then at the Pro Bowl, that's going to be a classic. That, that's mm-hmm. going to be a classic. So you got, everybody's got to read that story. Absolutely. I'm addicted currently to the underdog higher lower game that they have going on. And you can find it pretty much for any sport. But, of course, in the NFL, uh, was able to cash in on Thursday night football between the Ravens and the Bucks, but looking at the Cardinals against the Vikings, right now they just have some fantasy points. You can go to the higher or lower on Kyler Murray over higher or lower than 20.05 fantasy points or DeAndre Hopkins higher or lower than 14.95 fantasy points, and he crushed that number last week. And, and we won you some money if you listen to us here on PHNX Cardinals. Uh, you know, his his higher or lower in receptions, it was five and a half. His yards, it was only about 64 and a half. It'd be interesting to see what it comes out between now and game day. And, you know, underdog fantasy has just become 
one of those things I'm scrolling all day long. You got to get it for yourself. Go to the app store, click the link in the show notes as well, wherever you're listening to your podcast, sign up with the promo code PHNX and underdog will double your first deposit up to a hundred bucks. Put it on hundred bucks. You get a free hundred dollars to play around with. You get it in the higher or lower. You could do some fantasy drafts with you and your buddies. Uh, you can win, you know, a, a group of, of just however you want. Uh, many players you want as far as fantasy draft go, you can win some cash. And you can do it with some free money. That underdog is going to give you double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's underdog fantasy. Use the promo code PHNX. Get in the action today. So there's three matchups that I'm really looking forward to as far as the Cardinals and Vikings on Sunday. And the Vikings 5-1, and one, you know, you could say, are they fraudulent? You look at the teams that they beat, but they've – They've handled them pretty well. I mean, outside of the game against Philly, as far as week two, we're on a, in a primetime game. It was Monday night football. They absolutely got worked over by Philly, but Philly's been having their way you know, with a lot of teams this year. But they crushed Green Bay out of the gates. They made them look silly on offense. They haven't really recovered. Uh, and then Detroit, they went a squeaker there. They come from behind. They went 28-24. And they beat the Saints. We know about the Saints. The Cards dismantled the Saints, uh, you know, for the most part from the second quarter on and, and the Vikings beat them 28, 25, they squeak out there and then they squeak out through past the, the bears 29, 22, and then we're able to beat a third string quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. So when you look at a five and one record, yeah, you could say you could poke holes on it, right? I mean, the Vikings, they're good. I think they're probably going to be a team that's going to continue to be in the NFC playoff picture, especially with what we talked about, how much of a disaster the conference is overall, but you know, are, are they going to be a, a legit contender? Can they put it together, especially offensively? Can Kirk Cousins play at a high enough level for them to compete with the big boys as far as the NFL hierarchy these days? And, and I think as far as when we just look at the game on Sunday, you know, this is a winnable game for the Arizona Cardinals if they play good football, if they don't come out slow. They can't come out slow like they did in week two against the Vikings last year at home where they were – it took – Greg Joseph missing a 30 plus yard field goal and Vikings taking the L at state farm stadium. But when I look at, uh, you know, the, the matchups here, the number three biggest matchup, and I talked about it a little bit with, with Howard there is the Vikings pass rush versus the Cardinals tackles, because you could be very, very well be without your starting left tackle, DJ Humphreys. He's dealing with a back issue right now. He's likely to be questionable once the final injury report comes out, uh, or later today, but Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith. Z- Zadarius Smith has been one of the best free agent signings of the 2022 offseason. And Smith, five and a half sacks, nine quarterback pressures, just been an absolute monster. While Hunter has three sacks, five quarterback hits, and it was a, it was a good job. It, it was somebody that we looked at as a target potentially for the Arizona Cardinals when there was things weren't exactly perfect with with him and the Vikings leading into the into training camp in the, in the preseason this year, he, they ended up working it out and, and they, they moved forward with him and his, his large, his contract hit. Um, but you know, those guys are absolute just problems for the Arizona Cardinals. And with DJ Humphreys being questionable, so you, you look at hump, you know, I, I saw him earlier on Thursday, when we were walking out to the practice field, he was walking inside. Now he had his Jersey on. He looked like he was ready to work out in some capacity, but it wasn't going to be stretching with his teammates. It wasn't going to be practicing with his offensive line group. And it wasn't going to be participating in practice at all. He was not a participant for the second day in a row. Now, Josh Jones would likely slide into the left tackle spot if DJ can't go, but hump hasn't allowed a sack this season. He's, he's quietly had a very solid season rebounding 
from the tough end to his 2021 season where he dealt with COVID, dealt with various injuries, and he just was he was penalized a bunch, and he was uh, at at times a turnstile uh, at the tackle position for opposing defenses. But he hasn't allowed a sack this season. He's been solid. He's been pen- he's still kind of bit by the injury bug, penalized five times. But then you look at the other tackle spot, and you would be down to you know your two tackles on the roster if, if Hump can't go. And, and Josh Jones, Calvin Beecham's going to have to have his uh, one of his better performances of the season. Because he's been he's been tough this season, you know. Obviously, one of the leaders in the locker room, one of the uh, more well respected guys as far as the vets go for the Cards. But four penalties, four sacks, he's surrendered this season. Just you know, his pro football focus grade it's not terrible. It's it's around seventy, and it's it's comparable to to Hump. But you know, you've seen where he's struggled this season, and he's going to have to play one of his his better games this season. That's it's really important for those guys to play well to slow down this Vikings these demons that are coming off the edge, just pinning their ears back and and trying to play complimentary football to this Vikings offense that that can really get going. When I look at the second biggest matchup in this game. I look at DeAndre Hopkins and Patrick Peterson. This is one that we we saw a little bit. We got a we 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 got a little taste of it in 2021, week two, and they only matched up once in week two. And D Hop absolutely just toasted Pat Pete. It was a 15 yard touchdown catch. Uh, you know he abused him on it, juked to the corner of the end zone, and Peterson was you know left 15 yards in his dust, and and Peterson. Here's the thing about him this year, and Cardinals fans, you're, you got to give this to Pat Pete. He's been solid this season. He's had his best season since 2018. That was the year, of course, where he uh, he requested a trade from the Arizona Cardinals. He was one of the lone bright spots as far as on the playing field for the Cards that season, but quarterbacks are only completing about 50% of their passes against Peterson. He's got seven pass breakups, a pick, He's probably benefiting from that strong pass rush, but his play this season has been undeniable. He's been way better than he had the previous three seasons. Really struggled and was uh, kind of a, a shell of what we knew P2 to be for so many years playing in an Arizona Cardinals uniform. But, you know, he's going to be put to the test by DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, Hopkins looking to build off of a 10-catch, 103-yard performance. You really have to love what you've seen just in, in one sample size, one game of DeAndre Hopkins being back in the Arizona Cardinals lineup, then moving him around, his usage from the slot, uh, obviously playing his X receiver spot that we're, we're used to seeing on the left side of the field. You know, could he play a little Z? Um, they just moved him around. So, it in, in Peterson, P2 doesn't have that number one wide receiver assignment any longer. It's it's well past those days. But if we get to see these guys match up, that's going to be uh, one to get the popcorn out. And then, but then the top matchup is it is a cornerback versus a wide receiver, but you got to flip flop it, or, and it's and it's the uh, counterparts for DeAndre Hopkins and Patrick Peterson. It's 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 Byron Murphy for the Arizona Cardinals and Justin Jefferson for the Minnesota Vikings. And you look at Byron Murphy's 2022 resume and it's, it's impressive. You, you can't, you'd be hard pressed to find a cornerback with a more impressive resume, you know, holding Devonte Adams to two catches, 12 yards, Cooper cup, four receptions, 44 yards, Christian McCaffrey, eight rushes, 27 yards, a little bit in there. I mean, I know McCaffrey went for um, over 90 yards, but you know, McCaffrey's the, the top 
skilled player for the Panthers and, and the Cardinals were able to kind of bottle him up for the most part. Eagles, AJ Brown, three catches, 32 yards. DK Metcalf, two catches, 34 yards. And then in Thursday night football, the big plays from Saints wideouts came against Marco Wilson and Antonio Hamilton. You had Shahid with the 57 yard touchdown on the opening drive and 63 yarder from Kevin White, former first round bust who was able to break out on third and two. It was just a, it was a big play and it was mostly against Antonio Hamilton who was kind of, uh, and he, trying to run him down for about 60 of those yards. But when you look at Jefferson, he's elite. He's elite, right? Elite, elite. He's uh, He's got games of 184 yards, 147 yards, 154 yards, and 107 yards respectively already. Back-to-back weeks in week two and three, people are like, oh, what's up with Jetta? It's 48 yards and 14 yards. And, and then he's responded so far by just having monster game after monster game. Cardinals, Byron Murphy needs to slow Justin Jefferson down if they want to have any success. Uh, I felt like last year, week two, Kirk Cousins in that offense was firing, right? They they and it, they didn't get a necessarily a big game from Justin Jefferson. It was the complementary parts that I feel like the Arizona Cardinals are more equipped to deal with this this time around, where you've got Wilson, NFC player, defensive player of the week. Uh, kind of trending in the right direction. I know he had the big TD earlier in that game. And then Antonio Hamilton, you know, had a, had a pick after uh, his first career pick. And he's a guy that was kind of entrenched at that CB2 spot. And the potential return of Trayvon Mullen, you are set up to to kind of take away the, the complimentary parts in, in the passing attack for the Minnesota Vikings, the KJ Osborne's, the, uh, you know, Adam Thielen, who's who's still dangerous in the red zone. So it's going to be huge. That's my top matchup. And we're, we're going to talk more about it on Friday's live edition of PHNX Cardinals. Make sure you're subscribed. The next Arizona Cardinals home game is against the Seattle Seahawks. They're looking for a little redemption. If you want to save up to 60% potentially on seats to that game, you got to use Game Time, the Game Time app, or go to GameTime.co. They'll hook you up. Of course, we've got a link in the show notes. You got to check it out. You could save up to sixty percent on tickets when you buy tickets last minute. It's great for you procrastinators like myself out there. You want to go see uh, for some reason Jake Paul box Anderson Silva this weekend at Desert Diamond Arena out there in Glendale. You could do so. You can get those tickets Game Time. It's so simple. Use the app. Use the link in the show notes. Absolutely use game time. Uh, you know, Johnny said his dad got tickets to the game. It was simple. So Saul, he was able to get into that game, get 50-yard line, primo tickets, game time. Click that link in the show notes. Also, got to tell you about Liquid Death. Liquid Death you might start noticing when we're doing our live shows, some tall boys, and it looks like beer, but it's not. It's actually found in the bottled water section of your, your local stores. We've been drinking these for the last couple months and I absolutely love them because it's mountain spring water from the Alps and it's called liquid death. Why is it called liquid death? It's because it will brutally murder your thirst right there on the spot. And they're in recyclable tall boy cans and they're helping bring death to plastic bottles. They'll donate 10% of their profits for every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Get free shipping on all water merch at liquiddeath.com slash phnx. That's liquiddeath.com slash phnx. Or find Liquid Death at your local Target, Fries, or Sprouts. Thanks for listening, and uh, we will talk to you with a full game preview. We'll even do full predictions as far as what we think the final score is going to be and also who your players of the game are going to be offensively, defensively, who's going to be that unsung hero, who's going to come out of nowhere and make some big plays for the Cardinals 
comes Sunday against Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you guys soon.